0: Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Trips Right with Ralph and Dave. That's usually the case tonight. It is Ralph solo, and much like we had dealt with recently, Dave is out now. He claims he does not have the vid, the COVID. However, he says he's got a killer headache. Dave, my friend, if you listen to this, I hope you're feeling better. Now Dave thinks he's immune. I remember there was a point where I thought I was immune to COVID. And then it got me. My lady got it, I smooched her, I got it myself. Wasn't bad, right? I had it for a day, day and a half, slept it off, felt great. Um, you know, pretty much out of the out of the any symptoms right now, but you know, Dave thinks there's no way this is COVID. he's just got a headache. Dave, I hope that's the case. But uh, I have a feeling, buddy, that you're not as immune as you think you are. I think your your, uh, overconfidence is catching up with you like mine was. Well, anyway, folks, Trip's Ride is still going to go on. We've been doing this every week for, poof, three years now. Going on three, two and a half. So we're going to keep this going. You got Ralph sold tonight. I'm going to keep it to under an hour. My lady's upstairs waiting for me. Um, So uh, we're going to get going here. I, uh... I'm coming off two weeks of, of, uh, of online learning. Uh, right when I got COVID, um, Minneapolis decided that they were going to go to online learning due to staffing shortages. So I got to teach from home for a couple weeks, and now we're back this week in person. Nice to be back. Um, I am free of COVID. Dave might have it. Uh, here's what we're going to get through tonight. We are going to talk the championship games, AFC and NFC championships. They were incredible games as we have now become accustomed to uh, this playoffs in 2021 season 2022 calendar wise uh, i'm going to update you on the playoff league we're going to see where we're at more importantly can anyone overtake the defending two in a row champion uh, that is me uh we're going to talk about uh team name changes we got a new team in washington we're going to talk a little bit about that and kind of what what uh what that entails and then I have, of course, of course, I have some trade, some trade talk that I would love to get through. So that's going to be the order of tonight. So I'll just start off with, um, I'll start off with this. I found out, uh, found out tonight that I'm going to be going to uh, on May 7th. I'm going to be going to see Godsmack and Three Days Grace. Now, if Dave were here, he might have comments. He might be telling me these are these are just great classic. Not classic rock, but like rock bands from, you know, the 90s. You gotta know them, gotta love them. That's so awesome, right? Um, Claire's brother wanted to go to Godsmack and uh, Three Days Grace plays with them. And, and uh, so we're, we're going to be going. It's in the cities. We, we live in the cities. And so we're going to be a part of that. Now, personally, I, I, I could not name you a Godsmack song. I could not name you a Three Days Grace song um we watched the first episode of celebrity big brother tonight and you know chris kirkpatrick from nsync is on there i thought you know that's more that's more my style a little bit of boy band action you know but but that's okay i i um i'll embrace i will embrace the i will embrace the challenge of going to a concert of a band that i don't know obviously i will listen to them a bit um before i go but i thought as a fun little activity here i thought maybe We'll just pull up one of their popular songs we'll see see if i recognize it we're gonna do a little listening game all right and we're gonna see if this is something that i've i've heard before or if this is absolutely foreign to me um in my in my ripe old age let's see the number one song on on spotify um or spotify according to uh jen pisaki um is i stand alone let's see if ralph's ever heard this we're gonna play a little bit here let's see so far sounds you know intense. wonder if this is something I've heard before I'm gonna fast forward nope definitely never heard that before. let's go to number two this is called awake 90 million listens. Okay, if I'm going to be perfectly honest, sounds a lot like the first one. Dave's probably screaming into his iPhone right now. Ralph, how can you not know these songs by Godsmack? 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 No, it's got a hot riff. I will give it that. Alright, let's try this one. Whoa. This one has a title that's inappropriate for the pod. It's got a it's got a potty mouth word on it, so I'm not going to share it. I will be honest. I'm, I'm bobbing my head as I listen to these. I will I will be honest with that. All right, that's 87 million listens. Let's try Voodoo. Well, so
1: oh, that's a different vibe, and isn't
0: I it? I don't get it. This is completely different. Is this the same I band? Is this Godsmack? Ooh, a little harmony. Interesting. Okay, Voodoo's intriguing me. We're going to go to one more. Bulletproof. All right, we'll stop there. I'm going to be honest. I they, they all sound exactly the same to me. More power to them. It's fine. I'm excited to go. I'm going to have to listen to it a little bit. Maybe I'll be able to differentiate between the songs a little bit. Um,. Whatever. It'll be an experience. I, You know, I'm open to new things. You can teach an old dog new tricks. All right, everybody, let's get into these games. We had the AFC and NFC um, Conference Championships. And uh, I don't know about you, but this was very exciting stuff. Uh, the thing I'll say about the Bengals-Chiefs game is that this game started off looking like the Chiefs were going to roll. I mean, I, I feel like it was gotta double check here it was 14 14 nothing became 14 10 i believe chiefs scored three points after halftime i mean i don't know what happened the chiefs were rolling seemingly doing whatever they wanted and then and then they just fizzled out and i've never had Mahomes let me down like this so it's 27 24 bengals let's uh take a look at the chiefs first so fat pat had 275 three touchdowns two interceptions he was sacked four times for thirty. Nine yards. Oh, um, running game. It was McKinnon getting the majority of the work. Twelve for sixty-five. Pretty mediocre. In the receiving game, the three touchdowns went to Kelsey, who had a huge game, Hill, who had an okay game, and McCole Hardman, who had an okay game. After that, pretty much there was nobody. Um, <clears throat> Mahomes uh, did uh, fumble. He did recover it, but it ultimately it was just it was just bad. And the last interception he threw at the end of the game. You know, forcing it into Tyreek like that, double coverage. I mean, it was just—it was a little bit of bad luck. But that's not the kind of guy you force it into like that, I don't think. Um, Got to get him in space, and uh, also lost my train of thought. All right, I'm gonna keep going. Uh, Bengals, uh, Burrow two fifty-two and one, just managing that game. Mixon at twenty-one for eighty-eight and added twenty-seven through the air. Higgins was the big receiver, six for one oh three. Chase had a touchdown. Samaji ryan really got the ball rolling, pun intended, with a big catch for a touchdown rumbling. I believe that was the 41 yarder. That was his main main play, 41 yards for a touchdown that really got him on the board. And that was a big, big deal. Um the problem here really was Mahomes. I mean, he he made some mistakes. He he threw a couple interceptions. Uh, he took a sack that dropped him very deep like just a horrible sack to take and then ultimately the 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 main thing was the decision to go for it with the play they went for it on at the end of the half you know they could have gotten a touchdown but they threw the ball to Tyreek behind the line of scrimmage I think it was Tyreek might may have been Pringle behind the line line of scrimmage he gets tackled they don't score no field goal no touchdown and it was just a bad momentum swing and ultimately the bengals took advantage of it i personally am very excited to see the bengals uh in the super bowl i think they have their work cut out for them but um you know they have not been in the super bowl i think it was since 89 was the last time they were in the super bowl that had to have been boomer esiason uh territory but um yeah, it's been a while. Happy for him. Happy for Joe Burrow especially. He seems like a a, a good a good kid. A good kid. I'll just say that like an old man. All right, moving on to the uh to the NFC Championship game. So we had what I assumed was going to be a Rams blowout. I thought it was going to be Rams all the way. <clears throat> as much as I hoped that the uh 49ers would um give them a game I I thought that it was going to be too much for them to handle. Turned out, close game. Uh Came down to three points like all the other games have. So, we'll start with the winners. 2017, the Rams. Uh, Matt Stafford, 337, two touchdowns and an interception. Uh, didn't rush for a touchdown in this one. So, out of the, out of that habit, apparently. Acres on the ground, 13 for 48. Michelle, much less than that. Cooper Cup with another gigantic game. Dave, I don't like giving you credit for pretty much anything, but that number one pick of Cooper Cup was epic. 11, 11. Uh, 11 catches on 14 targets, 142 yards, two tutties, as we say. Crazy. Uh, Beckham got over 100 yards. I can't remember what they said. for the First time in three years, maybe, something like that. Beckham 9 for 113 on 11 targets. And then something called Blanton. It's my favorite small-batch bourbon, but uh, as far as a, a player, I, I don't know. I think it's a tight end, maybe, 5 for 57. Who's this guy? Well, welcome to the game, buddy. Um, on the San Francisco side, you had Jimmy G, two thirty-two, two touchdowns and an interception. Um, the running game was non-existent, uh, probably mostly because they were trying to trying to keep up with the uh, with the with the uh, LA team. But seven for twenty-six for Samuel. Um, Samuel added four for seventy-two and a touchdown. He got me some points there. Ayuk had four for sixty-nine. Mitchell on the ground, disappointing, eleven for twenty. Uh, and you had Kittle with a touchdown, finally, but uh weak other than that, two for twenty-seven on five targets. So ultimately that was the uh ultimately that was the the game. It did come at, down to a uh it was came down to a defensive play. Um Jimmy G running for his life, pressured by Donald, and he, he coughed the ball up right to a defender, and it was It was pretty ugly. I think you could have looked at it either way. He was trying to make a play, trying to be ambitious, trying to keep this thing going. Jamal Hasty was in the vicinity, but ultimately it ended up that it kind of just appeared like he panicked, couldn't do anything, too much pressure, coughed the ball up, and that was the game the Rams were able to kneel it down. Uh, It was pretty heartwarming to see uh, the video of... um, Matt Stafford's wife, who had a brain tumor issue over the last few years and seemingly is out of that, jump up, give him a hug. Like, that was pretty flippin' adorable. So, um, good to see. So, that was the two um, championship games. Very, very exciting. Um, I, I feel like needless to say. So, now let's get into that playoffs league update and see where we're at. So, in the lead currently, we have yours truly, Ralph. Um, I am currently at 327.05 points, and the players I have left are Higgins and the Bengals defense. So I'm hoping that's enough to keep me afloat. Um, I'm about 100 points up on the next closest guy, and I have those two players left. If the... the, what do you call them? Oh boy. Brain hiccup. Oh, the Chiefs. If the Chiefs had won, I pretty much had it. Since they didn't win, it's going to be a little more interesting. So 327, I am in the lead. Uh, Dave, my lovely co-host, uh, sitting at home with his little, with his little headache. Uh, he's at 227, 100 points down for me. He has two players remaining, uh, Cooper Cup and the Rams defense. I don't think there's any way he can catch me. I think the, the scoring in this league just isn't extreme enough. I mean, it would have to be Higgins getting literally nothing, the Rams putting up so many points and not turning the ball over, and it would have to be – I mean, it would just have to be Rams domination, like multiple defensive touchdowns. I don't know. I guess anything is possible. Anything is possible, like Kevin Garnett said. But uh, it seems like I have it on Dave. Now, let's go down to – uh, James James is a 226, but he has no players left. He actually had no players in the conference championship either. Unfortunately, he invested heavily in the Bills and the uh, Packers, which was fine until they both got knocked out. So he had no players last round. So he's sitting at 226 in second place, you know, around second, third place. But he he's not going anywhere. Uh, we do have Zach. He's a 232, so he's actually within 95 points of me. Uh, good for you, Zach. And Zach has five players left because he invested heavily in the Rams. Now, unfortunately for him, I don't think he invested in the right Rams enough to get it done. If he had Cooper Cup, we might be able to consider it. But his Rams are going to be Stafford, Sony Michelle, you know, who's fighting with Akers for, for carries at this point. ODB, who finally looked good. Unfortunately for him, he had Higby with the injury. Hig- Higby's probably going to be okay, but had like a knee or foot or a toe or a a tailbone I, i can't remember what happened to tyler higby but uh he may or may not play i think he's gonna be fine and then the kicker matt gay gay so uh he's he's got a lot of rams i i don't think he'll have enough to overtake me but he's he's got the numbers to do it it's just they're gonna have to play out of their minds so i'm hoping that won't be the case and then coming in uh, lowly um, after that, uh, respectfully speaking, of course, super fan listener Tadog, um, he's down to he's down to two guys. He does have Joe Mixon and Uzoma, who also is tweaked. We got a couple of tweaked uh, uh, tight ends in this game. Um, he's got those two guys, but he's sitting at two hundred two, so he's probably out of the running. <clears throat> and then we have, and then we have Will. And less, um, uncle and nephew combo. Less is at one thirty-seven point oh five. He's got no players. Um, he was his last player was Elijah Mitchell in this last game. Only gotten eight and a half points. And then uh, Will is down to one player left. He does have Jamar Chase, but he's only at one sixty-four. So it's looking like that's where it's going to be. So Ralph at at three hundred some with the two uh, Bengals guys, Higgins and the defense. You got Dave uh, about a hundred points less than that with um with Cooper cup and the Rams defense and then you got uh you got Zach with 95 points less than Ralph and uh, he's got the five Rams guys so that's where our uh, that's where our playoff league is currently set now Dave was commenting in the chat the other day that he has a new strategy going into next year for the playoff league. I, for one, am very excited to see what that means. Um, I, because I can't help myself, put out there, oh, you're just going to draft, you know, get the get all the Chiefs guys before I do because that would be a pretty good strategy because that's pretty much how I've won two years in a row and hopefully going to get a third here. Um, he claims that's not what it is. I'm very curious, Dave, to see what your strategy is going to be because you seem to have a good one. Um Mine seems to work. I think uh, I I don't know I, you know me I I don't like to toot my own horn, but it definitely feels like my strategy is uh, is working here. So that is the playoff league. Um, hopefully uh, hopefully things pan out. You know, ultimately I just want to see a good Super Bowl. I, Bengals and Rams is a very interesting matchup. It's not the same old teams. Um, you know I I, I Sean McVay is a is a total doppelganger for my principal, so that's kind of fun. But uh, but ultimately, it'll be a fun Super Bowl. I'm very excited. Let's go. And in between is the Pro Bowl, which I don't care about at all. Maybe Dave will want to comment about that uh, next week. Oh, by the way, I was going to mention, since I mentioned uh, watching Big Brother, uh, uh, Big Brother Celebrity, I, I should also mention, you know, if you need any shows to watch, if you haven't watched Ozark yet, I don't know what's wrong with you. We're on Season 4. It's epic. Very Breaking Bad kind of a feel to it. So if you're not watching Ozark get into it, you know, Claire's not super convinced on uh, on season four yet. I, she feels like it may have jumped the shark. I'm completely in, on the edge of my seat. Love it. Also, if you like reality shows that are like documentary style, I love Cheer. Cheer is a great documentary. It is competent, you know, it's, it's, it's a bunch of good looking people and it's, it's the drama of the human endeavor the drama of competition i cry all the time watching it because it's just i want them to do so well you know um so if you haven't watched cheer yet i would recommend that as well um as much as i would like to watch shows that don't mention COVID at all because i'm so done with it uh i do really enjoy really enjoy cheer um so, anyway, little little digression there. <clears throat> Let me take a little sippy sip. I am inside. Minnesota is really cold right now. It's like zero degrees at the highest. So, not in the garage. I When when Dave did his solo episode a few weeks ago when I had COVID, I could hear him puffing away in his garage. It was nice to know, but I am in the basement. <sighs> I'm sipping on a rye from uh, a local uh, distillery in wisconsin and eau claire where my where my brother lives got that for me for christmas tasty i don't remember the name of it but i know it's delicious all right moving on washington football team has a new team name uh they are going to henceforth henceforth is that right yeah we'll go with it henceforth be known as the washington commanders i have some opinions i have some opinions on this um you know, the, my my main opinion stems from, you know, my hometown baseball team, the Cleveland Indians, uh, who have been the Indians, you know, forever. And, and my team I grew up cheering for when I was in middle school, I was completely obsessed. 95-97 World Series runs. Didn't end up winning, of course. Um, I love the Cleveland Indians, and I was very sad when they changed their name. I I don't like you know nothing against anybody being offended i just i don't like traditions that change and so it's a bummer for me when things change but you know the cleveland indians changed their name to the guardians and now the washington team is changing to the commanders so here's my opinion on this it seems as though in 2022 when teams change their name or if a new team is is brought in it seems like the rule is that they kind of have to be a semi kind of boring generic like straightforward name they can't there can't really be much creativity it seems like and what it makes me think of is the show community and if you haven't seen community there's another recommendation community is an amazing show starring uh, joel McHale. sitcom no laugh track it's great and it takes place at a community college and they're trying to come up with a mascot that is completely inoffensive nothing that anybody could protest or be offended by And they end up coming up with the the Greendale human being, and it is just a person, completely genderless, homogenous, whatever, in a white bodysuit, a la Green Man from Always Sunny, Um, white, completely white bodysuit with like drawn on like big scary ghost eyes and a big red smile. It is horrifying, disturbing. But the joke is that nobody could be offended by it because it's just this plain white spandex thing. Um, So that's what I can't help but think about. So it seems like it has to be something that won't offend anybody, for one. Um, Also, you know, when there's a new team being named, it seems like a lot of places are in agreement that, you know, there are common sports teams' names that are not going to be considered. Falcons, Lions, Panthers, you know, the kind of typical animals. Eagles. Now, I know those are all NFL teams, of course. But it seems like we are at least not going to have to deal with those kinds of names, um, uh, you know, being being rehashed a lot. What I think should be the consideration is something unique that you've never heard of before, something with an int- something that's interesting. Like there was some like hog something. I mean, there was one for the for the Washington team that I can't remember off the top of my head, but you know something with a cool logo with a cool mascot something hip something young something like angry and mean you know i mean that's what we really want to go for so when i heard the other choices that had been considered and you know there are things that have to be vetted you know they they got to watch out for trademarks from other teams they got to watch out for things that could be offensive things that could be um you know already claimed or whatever so the other options being considered were the red wolves two different versions um which was which was conflicted by trademarks from other teams apparently um i thought red wolves was pretty cool i don't really know what the origin of that is but i feel like that could have led to a cool logo at least admirals generals armada presidents i feel like those are all along the lines of the one they picked which is the commanders which is very just kind of blah and i'm not a big fan of them to be perfectly honest so hopefully um commanders ends up with some cool jerseys some cool logos i i feel like they maybe have been released and i just didn't take the time today to look at them but fingers crossed that that ends up getting done um you know, I I do tend to get stuff with the old logos on it when the t- when a team disappears to make sure I don't miss out. So I do have a bunch of Cleveland Indian stuff. I got some Washington Redskins stuff. I I just like the tradition and the history of it, so I I try to make sure that I stock up on those things before um uh before they they go by the wayside and and disappear forever just cuz I think that kind of history is um is sad you know i my high school i went to southwest in minneapolis just as long as we're on this topic and i always thought it was you know southwest was the indians like a long long time ago like i had a co-worker who went to high school there in i don't i don't know 70s 60s and they were the indians and you know that's how she remembered them well they became the lakers at some point so when i was there they were the lakers well when i walked into the front door of the high school for my entire high school career there was a Indian head mosaic on the floor at the entryway with velvet ropes around it because it was a big tradition that you don't walk on the Indian logo, you know, at the entryway of the school. And I always thought that was really cool. It was like a respect thing, throwback to history, et cetera. And then I went back to visit years later once I was, probably once I was teaching, probably once I was out of college. And I walk in, and the mosaic was still there, covered by a rug. So now instead of this thing that was a throwback to history, meant to be respected, surrounded by velvet ropes that everybody recognized and, and acknowledged, it was just another floor covered by a rug and everybody walked on it. I, I thought it was very sad. Um, you know, easy for me to say. It just it always bummed me out. And so um, I like the history aspect. So we'll, we'll just leave it there for now. All right. Um moving on let's see here i need to get to sleeper i had a weird thing in sleep i had a weird message in sleeper about some drama going on with the sleeper founders the other day i i admittedly haven't paid too much attention to it but um but something popped up with some with some drama as i like to say uh but but alas uh i've got some i've got some trade talks to to go through here uh and then I'm gonna I'm gonna get on your way. It's gonna be a nice short one tonight while while Dave's at home nursing his little little sore throat. So starting with the Ring of Fire. So this is the the big 364 team league, <clears throat> the big money league that D- that DK Metcalf kept Dave from getting uh, far in this past year. Uh, I I put out you know I realized I had Cordero Patterson in this league, and I am. Hoping to trade Cordero Patterson in any league that I have him in. And it's not that I don't love Cordero Patterson, but there's a few reasons. And I think most people would agree with these. He's 30. He is a late breakout. He is a late breakout at his not natural position. He's playing running back almost exclusively. In fact, on Sleeper, he is only a running back, even though he was always a wide receiver. He's not built to run between the tackles and and hold up, even though he did for the most part this year. The Falcons are the only team that has ever utilized him correctly and actually taken advantage of his freakish athletic ability. And he also slowed down as the season went on. He started gangbusters at the beginning and then was much slower at the end of the season. So for all of these reasons, I am going to try to sell him where I can. Now the question becomes, and of course this is in dynasty. Dave and I pretty much exclusively talk about dynasty. Um, I mean, you wouldn't be trading somebody now if it wasn't Dynasty. Uh, the question becomes, what is his value? So I put out in this Ring of Fire League, I put out anyone interested in Cordero Patterson or Corduroy Patterson. He, I, I know him as Corduroy because we got a good thing going. You know, trying to keep it light, keep it funny. Maybe lure somebody in with my charm. It's never worked before, but it's first time for everything. And I got a couple of nibbles. One guy sent me... An offer of Cordero Patterson, and they would give me three seven and three ten in 2022, the upcoming draft. I, you know, it's just it's not enough. I mean, those are those are mid. That's a mid third and a late third, and third round picks, especially in a draft, I'm not as confident in. are Just they don't do a lot for me, so I, I couldn't accept that. I countered with Cordero for his 2023 second. At that point, he messaged me and he said, you know, that's going to be, that's too much for me. Like, that's not going to work. And actually, I'm going to make sure. Oh, actually, it was a different guy. Okay. Um, Okay, I proposed Cordero Patterson for a 2022 second to somebody else. The guy said it seemed high and I said, understand. Um, And then his other offer was Zach Moss and a 2023 third. I don't have any interest in Zach Moss. As you all know, I'm not trying to acquire running backs as well. So this guy was out. Now the other guy, he sent me Patterson in the two-thirds. I responded and I aimed for, oh, that's right. For this guy, I responded and said Patterson for 210 and a 2022 third. Must have been 210 and 3-7. That's what I responded with. And he declined it, didn't say anything. So I messaged him. I said, 210 is too much? And he said, yeah, just a little bit. But I also understand two-thirds not being enough. I said, okay. So then I tried. I I thought, all right, I don't care about a 2022 third in 2020. Sorry, I don't care about a third this coming year, 2022. So what if I packaged Patterson and a third in 2022 for a 2023 second? He almost immediately accepted that and i thought sweet you know trading patterson ultimately trading patterson for a 2023 second sounds amazing i love that i'll take that any day of the week then max philly fan (laughs) you cheeky sob he messaged us or put it in the chat saying guys 2023 picks cannot be traded this was the league that dave was talking about where he had to make the back alley deal Um, where you have to trust somebody to not, you know, go back on their word, where you're not allowed to to trade 2023 picks until that 2023 league safe has been set up. So we said you either have to get the 2023 second out of there, or returned, or you have to, or I'm going to have to reverse the trade. So before I even had a chance to do anything, the guy sends me an exchange where I will give him back his 2023 second and two dollars of fab and he'll get my 2022 second which I believe would be the 22 two. oh nope I have that turned around I'm sorry he would get the 2023 second back right I would get his 2022 second which I think is the 210 so we're back to that 210 again i i no 210 okay well i'm turned around it doesn't really matter uh i no i'm not doing that i don't want to acquire a 2022 second and still not have Cordell patterson i wanted that 2023 second so i countered with the original offer back so we could just get back to square one um i would rather have the option of still being able to move patterson for a second in 2023 later, than get hamstrung into having to hold on to him. Now, the real the real uh good news here, as I was doing a little bit of looking into Cordero Patterson and trying to think about his trade value, the real benefit here is that I got a little glimpse of Kyle Pitts, who is twenty one years old. Can we can anyone believe that? Twenty one years old. He ended up being I dare say a top six or eight tight end this year, even feeling as a disappointment all year and not scoring touchdowns. And he is 21, just in case anybody didn't hear me, 21 years old. That kid is a gigantic baby. He may as well be in a diaper. He's 21 years old. It's ridiculous. So I just got more and more excited about him as I was looking at that. Um, Let's see. So then in the new orphan, couple of things there. That's the new orphan uh, where I came in. And finally, last week, I told you about some trades that I got to make. Um, so first of all, we are voting on more flex spots. So or more. Wait, no, not more flex spots. That's something else. I'm sorry. This one is more bench spots. So we're voting on more bench spots. And I think the current vote is 12 more bench spots and there's already a taxi so this is going to be a big big adjustment for this and i just brought up the question of how are we going to handle all these bench spots are we going to have a dispersal draft are we going to have an extra long rookie draft because what you don't want to do is just leave it's less fair to just have leave it up to people doing their free agent bidding to fill their bench i would rather have it be completely snaked out and I would rather have the rookie draft be really long, include all those free agents, and let's just fill it up that way. Um, but the, uh, excuse me, but the commish did, um, the commish did uh, acknowledge that that was a good question. We needed to figure out, um, uh, that we needed to figure out the best, most fair way to do that. I'm hoping just for a super, super long rookie draft. Um And then, you know, the other thing is just trade offers that I have gotten in that league. Uh, I, I do think it's just a little funny, you know, people look at my team and they think I want running back. And I understand looking at my team and thinking, wow, this guy is very short on running backs. Yeah, that's my goal. Okay. I I'm not hiding the ball here. Anybody who has ever talked to me about fantasy football knows my strategy, especially picking up an orphan. I trade off the big-name running backs. I trade off the not-big-name running backs. I get rid of any running back I could. I would trade off the last two I have if I possibly could. Don't even have running backs on my roster. I can put a couple of bench warmers on there if I need to. The goal is to get rid of that position that is so fluctuating, injury-prone, losing-their-job-prone, Um, get them all off of there. I want to build up everything else. I want to have a great quarterback room, a great wide receiver room, obviously great tight ends. You know how I feel about those tight ends. And then running back is the last thing that I add. When I am ready to be pushed over the edge, that's when I unleash my rookie draft running backs and I get those fresh 21-year-old running backs onto my team to run like their pants are on fire so anyway this guy looks at my team he thinks oh this guy needs a running back burp, burp, burp. so he offers me Devonte booker uh no he's a drop i'm sorry if you are you have you played dynasty before he's a drop Devonte booker is a drop all right Devonte booker 215 315, nope not even 315 i'm sorry Devonte booker 215 415 515 and I'd have to give up 2-6. No. No. I picked 2-6. You, you could have... You, you, no. 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 I want the 2-6. I want the 2-6. So forget about that. The The moral of the story is, I, 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 the only thing I'll say is I do respect this guy for at least looking at my team and thinking, what does this guy need? I can tell he did that. So I will throw him a bone there. But Devante Booker... That's a droppable piece. Um, I'll also throw out we had a guy drop out of this league, so um, this is the it is full full IDP. It is sixteen teams, which is a fun added dynamic um, worth considering. Uh, I I think it's my only sixteen team league right now. It is a hundred dollar buy in, but we did have somebody drop out. So if any of you dedicated listeners out there, you know who you are. Um, if anybody is interested in taking a look at this orphan in the hundred dollar la liga i d p dynasty league um please let me know, and I will show you the roster for this orphan and let you know and actually, maybe, oh, what the heck, I'll just let you know what this orphan's looking like so you can have an idea here. team fifteen we'll see if this is oh god. Wow, I almost threw up on my mouth. I just said, oh, maybe this is an appealing team. Well, let me read it off for you. This is the starters as they're currently set. (laughs) Roethlisberger, Singletary, Dylan, Cooper, Patrick, Deontay Johnson, right at tight end. Ty Johnson, Julio, Heineke, Hayward, Donald, Dunlap, Golden, Ogletree, Ingram, as in Melvin Ingram, Quadra Diggs, Fitzpatrick, Sertan, and Savage. On the bench, who do we have of note? Jordan Love, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Kenny Clark, Xavier Howard. On IR, we have Fitzmagic, Cephas, you know how I feel about him. We got McKitty. Ultimately, I mean, they have their first. I don't remember where the pick's going to be. They have an extra second. Um... Oh, hello there. All right, I will admit. Sorry if you already if you already turned this off and stopped listening because you were so disgusted by this orphan. I would like to mention four count 'em four firsts in twenty twenty. Three. that's right an orphan with four 2023 firsts i am so sorry that i spoke as early as i did that is why they are uh, looking a little weaker in the starting lineup so if any of you dedicated listeners want to take over an orphan for 100 bucks please reach out let me know and i would be happy to um let the commissioner know that you're interested finally last thing um elijah mitchell You know, as far as his value goes, you know, in Frozen, I traded him. I I, I traded my 2023 first to Joey in Frozen for Elijah Mitchell to help me down the stretch because I wanted that four-peat, which I ended up getting. Um, It hurts me to give up a 2023 first, but how many times do you have the chance to go for a four-peat? So in terms of Elijah Mitchell, though, uh, you know, I I would be trying to move him as much as any other running back. Uh, You know, he's a late-round guy. Kyle Shanahan can be... How you say fickle. Uh, And so if I could move him for a first, I'm doing it. I've got a couple of those offers sitting out right now, um, including this one. I got offered the 110 for Elijah Mitchell, and this is in a complete full rebuild. I'll admit I'm already regretting turning it down, but my counter that I have sitting out there right now is instead of that 110, I want the 2023 first statistically chances are that 2023 first will be a higher pick than the 110 um you know if we're just talking probability and in addition to that i just like you know i like the draft in 2023 now some people will say dave and i couldn't name a soul s o l e in the 2023 draft uh, that is that is incorrect i've got some guys i'm very excited about Um, that'll be coming out that year and I'd prefer that but now I'm thinking gosh if I could get that 110 for for uh, Elijah Mitchell I might want to do that you know because during the draft once 110 hits depending on who's there I bet somebody would gladly give me a 2023 first for 110 Um, that might be the way to actually do it so I might reach back out to that guy and and fix that offer Um, but Elijah Mitchell you know if you're if you're feeling like sharing an opinion with me I'd like to know what you think his his value is you know the other thing you can't ignore is Debo Samuel seems like he's the running back there what the heck is going on what is this bizarre world so strange all right everybody I'm gonna wrap it up Uh, I want to go hang out with my I want to go hang out with my ladies so I think we're gonna stop it there um Dave I very much hope that you feel better soon buddy um if you listen to this let me know if I did okay you know what I mean because I just want to make you proud um But uh, ultimately, it'll be good to have you back next week. Um, And uh, for all you out there, thank you for listening to my one-man show, talking to myself alone. Um, And as you know, this has been Trips Right with Ralph and Dave. No Dave tonight, just Ralph. I'm Ralph. That guy was Dave, even though he's not here. And we will talk again uh Prior to the Super Bowl, and we'll see what Dave thinks about the Super Bowl. He's got his uh, Rams in there with Matt Stafford, so I'll be excited to see. Have a great week! Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Uh, bye bye. Enjoy the rage. No gods, Mac, but enjoy it. Here it comes. Yeah, buddy.